You are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. Today, we have Christina Cernieze, marketing and mindset mentor for female coaches. Christina specializes in helping others stand out in their niche and just nail their marketing games. So, hey, Christina, how are you, girl? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's so exciting to have you, girl. We can't wait to dive deep. I know we're going to talk a lot about niches in this episode, so I am super excited to pick your brain. But tell us about yourself and how you got started as a mindset and marketing mentor. Wow, uh, this is like a fully loaded question. <laughs> I had I had quite the journey. I knew from the very start, I always, always wanted to help people. I have this passion just for helping people step into their power and just really live a life by design. Like I've been a career long, saleswoman. And throughout my journey, I had digital marketing experience that fell on my lap. So about six, seven years ago now, I started sales when I was 16. It was my first job and stayed in sales up until like seven-ish years ago when that marketing job fell on my lap. And I was selling online digital real estate to medium-sized businesses across Canada. And that is when I fell in love with all things digital. I learned all about Facebook, Instagram, search engine optimization, SEO, all of it. And basically when I started my position at the company I was at, the the digital firm, I actually told my manager, I'm like, I'm going to be a manager here one day. After I made that declaration, I got to work. I did what I did best. I was doing online sales, um, digital real estate selling. And funny enough, which led me to be a top performer in sales. I won a lot of awards, which led me to a promotion and it led me to that senior sales role promotion. And funny enough, I actually took over my manager's role. He had moved on to a different department. And so I did that for about a year and the company was going through a massive restructure, departmental shutdowns, huge layoffs. And I was fortunate enough to be kept and moved into a digital fulfillment role where I did content marketing and ads for online businesses. So small to medium sized businesses. And it was at a premier Facebook partner. And so I learned the other side of the business and how to grow and scale and the power of content marketing and ads. So I literally took all that I've learned and for over like seven years and just knew deep down I had a deeper calling. I was dreaming about that corner office. I was dreaming about having my own marketing firm. And at that time I was a wedding planner. So I was doing a lot of the things. I just really had no idea where my calling was. Like I just knew I was an entrepreneur at heart and just needed to find my footing. So I knew I had a love for coaching. I knew I had a love for helping people. I just thought that in order to be online, I had to be an influencer. Like I was just oblivious about the online space and who I would serve. And so I went on that self-discovery journey and discovered that I can actually take my expertise and turn that into a business, an online business, and help others do the same. So the moment I discovered that, I started my coaching business and have never looked back since and just been really fortunate and happy to have found my footing and now being able to help others do the same thing. 
That is so amazing, girl. And honestly, like such a funny way to fall into what you're supposed to do and what your purpose is. And one thing that I really love that you just touched on was it kind of took a little while for you to figure out what exactly that was. And there was a lot of trial and error and doing a lot of things that you're not doing now just to kind of find your path. So self-discovery was super important to you, obviously. Yeah, I, I was doing all the things actually it took me about eight years <laughs> to get here. I knew at, I think it was like eight or or maybe 19 I was really young and I'm like I want to help people I wanted to be a life coach I wanted to empower others and I'm like first of all I'm 18 who am I to be able to help people with like life when I haven't even experienced it myself like I'm just 18 years old like at that time obviously I felt really mature and like I knew it all but <laughs> yeah I went on that self-discovery journey I've been a self-development junkie and so I want to be able to give that back but it was like I didn't know how or what that looked like that is so amazing. And honestly, just like everything, the universe has the funniest way of just throwing things together or God or whatever you guys believe in. Like sometimes it just, it works out and you never really realize why until it's happened. With that being said, you know, a little bit about mindset. I know this is like a really crucial part to your business. So talk to us about mindset and how you think it plays a role in showing up online. Yeah, I think mindset is such a huge component to it. Like strategy and mindset are definitely two peas in a pod but a lot of it does come down to your mind, like really mastering your emotions and your mindset because the entrepreneur world and the journey itself, one, like I would be lying to say it's rainbows and butterflies. Like it's not like there's the highs and the lows and you have different seasons of business and it's knowing that who you are to your core and knowing that, you know, when these things come up, it's not about the doubt and the fear and all of the emotions that come up, but it's how am I going to take that? And how can I fail forward? Because a lot of the times we'll do things and it doesn't work the first time. And suddenly we're discouraged. We feel like we're fundamentally flawed. We don't know enough. And then we go back into this motion of, I need to learn more. I need to know more place of lack, but really it's really inventing yourself from the inside out and, and knowing who you are. And I like to say like knowing all of your players, if you're watching a basketball game, you have the coach on the sideline who's sees the entire play, but you kind of just see what's in front of you, right? You don't see past your nose. And I find when coming into the online world, that's where I personally got really tested with my mindset, with my confidence, because you're not selling a product or a service, you're selling yourself. And that has a huge shift in mindset to be able to show up powerfully and with conviction and really believe in yourself. I literally just got goosebumps when you said that, like you were not selling a product or service, you're selling yourself. That is so flipping powerful, like that sentence just by itself. And I honestly feel like exactly like what you were saying, how can you sell yourself if you don't believe in yourself? How can you other people to be confident in you if you're not confident in yourself. Exactly. Like you do come first. And I know when I entered this world, like my confidence got shattered. I literally had to rebuild that up because I'm not selling for another company. I'm selling for myself and I'm selling myself. So it was such a huge mindset shift for me to think, okay, like, yes, I am the business, but at the same time, it's not me, it's an extension of who I am. And I made it all about me. And then that just really, you know, messed with my mindset and my confidence when things didn't go as planned. 
Right. And I feel like this is something like what you were saying, when you have these highs and lows, when you get to those lows, it's so easy to feel like we're not good enough. Yeah. And it's just remembering that it's not you personally, like your business is a different identity than you, who you are. And if you are not feeling good enough, because really like life is a mirror, like there's a deeper wound there that might need to be healed to really shift that perspective of, okay, you know what, I'm being triggered right now and acknowledging it, but giving yourself that grace and compassion to just move from it, not judging it, not making it mean something that it's not. It's okay, you know what? I'm totally triggered right now. And try and figure out why, why you got triggered. You know, awareness is your, your superpower and being aware of your thoughts and what comes up. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm triggered right now. I'm going to take a break or just speak to yourself as if you were speaking to a client. Right. And that's such a powerful outlook to have. And With that being said, my question for you is, was there a certain tool or a certain type of maybe activity or personal development that you felt really just kind of skyrocketed your self-discovery journey? So for me, I like, I'm a very self-aware person. I'm very aware with like my emotions, but what I didn't actually do was be able to heal those parts of me. It's like, I knew things were coming up. I knew like I'm being triggered. I knew like all of the feelings and emotions that I was, I, I was experiencing throughout different tasks, but I didn't actually correlate to why I didn't feel good enough. Like where did this happen before and why is it coming up now? Like I kind of brought in those stories and I never actually like like let them go. So for me, it was really figuring out how to speak to myself with compassion and not judgment. I'm an eight and three on the Enneagram. I'm a high achiever. I'm a doer. I am like a recovering perfectionist. So if something isn't what I wanted, I judge myself really hard for it or I'm hard on myself. So it was becoming aware of, okay, Christina, like you're being a little, you know, challenging to yourself. I totally get it. You want things to be perfect, but you know, it doesn't necessarily go that way. So it was really learning to speak to myself with compassion and being aware of the thoughts and the triggers. So if I was triggered by someone's success, I would try and figure out why. Do I feel like I'm not good enough? Do I feel like they're taking it away from me? And identifying, you know, where my past that I feel that and just know that it's just telling me to act differently like speak differently to myself. I would really say one, being self-aware, two, acknowledging your thoughts without judgment, and three, just show yourself compassion and talk to yourself like a little child. You know, like rather than saying, oh my God, why are you being such a baby? Just say, you know what? I get it. You're hurt. You're triggered but it's okay. Let's, you know, let's move on and focus on the gratitude, the positive stuff. Just even me listening, and I'm sure so many of our other listeners are probably like relating to that on such a deep level right now. And I feel like it's also important to realize that, you know, like you were saying that a lot of these kinds of feelings and outlooks that we have, they're because of some point in our life, something happened that caused those. And let's just say right now you're 25 years old, running a business. You have 25 years of experiences that have contributed to the way that you think right now. Reading one book is not going to change that. It's a lifelong journey that you have to keep working at and keep discovering and keep reflecting on yourself for you to be able to grow into the powerful girl boss that you're supposed to be, right? Yeah, I love that because like you said, it's not a one and done. Sometimes you might do it 50 times a day. (laughs) Sometimes it might be less, but like as long as you acknowledge it and soothe it and practice it every single day because it's not like 
you said, you read one book, you might listen to a podcast, you feel on top of the world. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, it's short lived, like 20 minutes later, you're going to get triggered. And then you're in that same spiral. Exactly. And that's why I think it's just so important to reflect and look at the positive and try to be, you know, really grateful, practice gratitude, all of these things. And, you know, this is, I feel like a great segue into our main topic today, which is about niches, because I feel like you really need to know who you are and what you want before you can really actually figure out the direction you want to go. So with that being said, niche is a word that we hear so flippin' often. (laughs) Nobody ever really dives deep into it. Everyone's like, go find your niche. You got to nail your niche. You got to niche down and niche, niche, niche. So what exactly is a niche? So it's funny because I know I talk about this all the time with my audience and I'm just like, okay, niche, blah, 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 blah. You're probably sick of me talking about this, but it's so important because I always say that you can't go in and being a generalist, right? You want to be a specialist. Specialists are the one that are, are going to be known for something very specific that they do. And you can't just kind of dabble into all of the things, right? And I find that like to give a, an example is with like niching, you might feel like, okay, I'm a fitness coach. Okay, so you're a fitness coach for who specifically, right? Is it for maybe people getting wedding ready or moms that want to lose postpartum weight, right? It's going down to who you specifically help and how you specifically help them, right? Not just like the sub market of like the coaching industry or the fitness industry, because it's so broad. So it's really identifying, even taking your story, like what was experiences that you've gone through and that you've overcome and how can you help others do do the same thing? And so with your niche is really discovering who that person is. I love that so much. And honestly, I feel like that was the perfect example and description. And I feel like to even take it, you know, one step further, you know, when you're thinking of your niche, as it almost being like a very specific type of person, so that you can market to that very specific kind of person, so that you are kind of like, they're almost like their big sister where they can look up to because they relate to you, your story, your mission, what you're saying in your posts and everything like that. Yeah, you definitely hit definitely hit the nail on the head there. If you are a fitness coach, there are so many different pain points of fitness coaching, right? Moms wanting to be in a body competition, a fitness competition, right? They're different segments. So if you're like, I'm a fitness coach and you're like, I need clients who want to be fit. One that's so general. And you're coming in with a very broad message, which I'm sure you've heard the saying, when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. And so if you're coming in with a marketing perspective, it's like, okay, I need... 20 clients that are so interested in fitness rather than coming in with the perspective of, okay, I'm going to help moms lose postpartum weight. One, you can charge high ticket. Two, your messaging is very specific. Three, you're coming in with the mindset of, okay, I'm helping moms. So I don't need a hundred people. I just need seven moms that want to lose postpartum weight. So it becomes more manageable and doable. It's so important. And also I I was actually just going to ask you, you know, for the people that are kind of thinking like, well, if I niche down, I'm going to have less people, (laughs) but you kind of just answered it. Yeah, that is my client's biggest fear. And it's something I see others too. And I'm not doubting anybody could help everyone, I am sure. But you need to be very specific because your messaging won't convert. You will be like talking to the void. It'd just be white noise. 
it, people are, are scared to niche down, but I will go ahead and say you want wherever you're at, go five levels deeper and find out the specific person you help. And that way you can one make yourself stand out from the sea of others, right? You don't want to be just another coach, just another brand strategist, just another copywriter. You want to you want to be the go-to in that niche for your ideal clients. Right. And I also feel like when you really do niche down, it's like when you guys are scrolling on Instagram and you read someone's caption and you're like, oh my God, this girl knows me. How does she know that this happened to me last night and this post was for me? And I feel like it's because you fit into that person's niche. Like that's what it comes down to. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I know people are like, oh, the demographics, what car do they drive? What podcast do they listen to? Like that is not like, you want to know the psychographics. Like at the end of the day, your clients are not like laying in bed thinking, oh my God, I wish I could, I knew how to journal or I wish I knew how to lose weight. Like there's a deeper rooted issue, right? It's okay. I wish I was more confident in my body. I wish I can wear a bathing suit on my next vacation. So it's knowing like the deeper rooted pain points of your ideal clients. And that's when you know you've nailed it. Your messaging will convert. Um, If you do ads, your ads will convert. Everything just works seamlessly. I love that girl. That is so powerful. And I feel like now it's like, okay, what do you do when you have your niche and you want to actually attract those kinds of clients? That's the next question. So we know our niche, but like, what do we do? That is a great question. So from there, obviously you're creating your signature offer, your methodology, knowing like what makes you different, like your unique value proposition of how you're going to stand out. And I think really showing up, like really knowing what you stand for as a business, your values, because people are going to buy from people that are similar to them, right? Like birds like feather flock together. So it's really understanding, like once you've created your signature offer, it's getting in front of the right clients. What people tend to think is, okay, how can I get clients? How can I enroll people? Like it's not about how, because the audience, the clients exist, they're all around us. It's how can I I put myself in front of them with the message saying the right thing at the right time for that right person. So it's really knowing where your ideal clients hang out and putting out content specifically for them. And especially in the early stages of business, like even like advanced, but relationship building and visibility are like the key things that need to be focused on is getting yourself in front of your ideal clients because they're around and it's getting your messaging there. So it would be anything with content marketing, like lead generation, knowing where they hang out and, you know, kind of anointing yourself in there. I love that. And I feel like too, just really paying attention to, like you said, what you're even posting about because attraction marketing is so strong. When they read that post, it makes them want to hit that follow button. It makes them want to take that next step. And then they get into this like wormhole of your feed and they're back at the beginning of your journey and they feel like they're your best friends, right? Like that's what we want. Yeah, exactly. Because when you're in a coaching relationship, like you're going to be spending a lot of time with that person. So you have to align, you have to have the same values and want the same, not want the same things, but you want that better life. And you just need that help and that support through implementation. And it really dials down in your messaging. And it's not that you have to be 120 steps ahead of someone. It's being a little bit further along where you can help that person go from their point A to point B. And you're that person that comes in and closes that gap for them. What I see is that people don't feel confident because they feel like they need to be everything for everyone. I need to be the coach. I need to be the mindset coach. I need to be like the therapist, but it's one, knowing who you serve and the true transformation you can provide 
and giving that to the people that need it, right? Being that specialist because you can't help everyone and you cannot be everything for everyone. So kind of staying in your lane and bringing your clients through that journey of where it is they're at to where it is they want to go. And that's it. You don't need to do anything more or know everything else. It's what you do know and have is enough. I love that. And I feel like just by taking that and running with it, you're going to spend a lot of less time. Exactly like what you said, stress yourself out and try to be everybody for everyone and wear all the hats. And it's just, it's a lot. So just taking that step back, like you said, staying in your lane and, you know, making sure that you are able to just really dominate at what you do and stand out. So with that being said, how can we stand out from everyone else? Mm, such a great question. Standing out, it's really your unique journey. What makes you different and unique? And I know when I when I say that or ask people, they're like, oh my God, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what makes me different, but it's, it's like you do. You just need to dig a little bit deeper and find out what's unique to you and what you stand for as a business. Like really knowing your values and that needs to come out in your messaging. It needs to come out when showing up and and attracting the people that you want to attract. And one thing that I really go deep with my clients and, and teach them is it's not about reinventing the wheel, but it's how can you take something and make it your own, add your own flavor to it. How can you make this stand out? How can we put a name to it? And how can we take that and scream it from the rooftops and really f creating your own unique methodology for your framework? And I think that's what really will make you stand out is when you kind of, when you zone into that and you find what makes you unique and knowing who you are as a person and what you stand for as a business and exuding that in your messaging and the way that you show up. Because it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's not about giving more information. It's how can I show you that, you know, on, on the other side in the land of yeses, you don't have to struggle anymore. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to sit in that pain it's how can I show them and shift their perspective to okay here's where I'm at here's where I want to go and you know you're that person that can help me so it's really sharing your story your methodology and not just giving people information like okay, here are three steps to eating healthy or here are three steps to journaling or here are some journal prompts like you want to show up with like relevancy and talk about your method on how you take people from point A to point B. And that will naturally attract people to say, wow, like she knows what she's talking about. She's an authority. She has a method. She can definitely help me. And now you're going to become a very appealing to that person. I love that girl. One thing that you kept saying was your, you, because you are your brand's biggest asset. Like don't worry about being everybody else because you don't want to fit in. You want to stand out. And the easiest way to stand out is by being authentic and true to yourself and letting your personality, you know, show, letting your story be told and all of these things. And that's going to attract the right kinds of people to you. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> when you go to your like, your first day of school or your first job when like mom would say, you know, just just be yourself. That's it. <laughs> it's so true. And it carries on to the world into like this time and age, like you just need to show up and just unapologetically be you. And don't be afraid to state that like I find if there is something that you don't like about the industry, like be polarizing, talk about unpopular opinions, because you're going to attract the people that believe in the same thing as you. 
And those are your people. For sure. And like your people are going to find you. You just have to go out there and also find them, right? You can't always just wait for them to come to you. So with that being said, girl, what is your biggest tip that you can leave us with today for marketing yourself? I would say get very clear who you are as a brand, but also what kind of business do you want to create, right? And not creating something based on her model, getting clear on where you really want to go and what makes you different and start putting more of that, start sharing more of your vulnerability to the world because people want to reaffirm that they're normal. So when you show up and you talk about your story, your vulnerable moments, all those things that make up your brand, you will start attracting people to you. So I would say the biggest advice is getting very clear on your journey and for what you stand for as a brand and start talking about that. That is so amazing, girl. This has been such a juicy episode. You gave us so much goodness. I've got one last question for you and it's what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? I believe this one was Beyonce. If there's one thing I'm willing to bet on, it's myself. That is so good. That's one of my favorite ones too. What is it mean to you and why is it so important? Because at the end of the day, when you say yes to something or you say no to something, it's you're taking something away from yourself, whether it's getting the help, getting the support that you need or taking that chance is you're almost doing a disservice from helping people that need you, that want your help. And I really believe in this quote because you're the only one that you can bet on. So why not take that chance to really step into what it is that you want, your passion, and even just help others, whether it is through a coaching service or just sharing the great knowledge that you have. And so I find that, you know, if you're going to bet on anything, why not it be you? Like who else would you want it more for than yourself? I love that. And even just piggybacking on that, I feel like, you know, the only person you can also control is yourself. So if you're going to invest or bet on something, it should always be yourself because you know that you can push it through. You can do it. You can control yourself. You can't control anyone else. So always, you know, like you were saying, invest in yourself, bet in yourself, believe in yourself, because if you don't, no one else will. I always say like, you have to come first, like invest in you and your development. The rest will, will follow. A hundred percent girl. You have been so amazing. Tell us how we can stay connected with you. If you have any upcoming launches or freebies we should know about, tell us all the things. I'm actually working on my social sale academy group coaching program for coaches that are looking to hit 5k months and that will be launching in the new year. I have a ton of free training and content on monetizing your zone, growing your followers, turning them into clients. I share all of that Instagram. It's where I hang out. It's my jam. So if you want to come and connect with me there, I again, spent most of my time there and I would be happy to connect with you. Thank you so much, Christina. It was such an honor having you guys. Make sure you go ahead, follow Christina, connect with her. She is amazing. You guys are going to love her. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. And until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it to your Instagram stories. And until next time, stay social.